0: I was reading something one of my pals wrote. She's a great writer. Her name is Naima Cabrol Yeo. I think she goes by on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, she wrote a book called Surfing for Meaning. It hasn't been published yet. And she drops these beautiful essays into her social media. In this case, she was telling the story of growing up in France. She played all different sports, but she didn't excel at any of them. She really loved soccer, but she didn't get much field time so she tells this story about being asked to play and being really excited. She throws the ball into the field and her teammate kicks it back to her. And she just went nuts. She was like, oh my gosh, this is my moment to make my coach proud of me. I'm going to give it my all. And she goes barreling down the field and she has this increased sense she's going to make a goal. She just knows she's going to make a goal. And she gets to the goal post and she's just about ready to score and she looks up and looks squarely in the face of the goalie, who is her teammate. She's been running in the wrong direction. Suddenly in that moment, she can hear that everybody's been screaming at her and yelling that she's going in the wrong direction. She talks about how embarrassing and humiliating, and also how scary it was. Anyway, it's beautifully written. And it got me thinking about what happens to us when we've set out for some big goal, determined to give it our all. Disciplined and working hard to achieve something that we want, and to get there and realize that maybe either that it's not all that we cooked it up to be in our mind, or much more common, we outgrow it. We outgrow this thing that we work so hard to achieve. It can be incredibly disconcerting. The first thing that comes to my mind is partners in law firms, that carrot that dangles in front of you, the prestige the remuneration mechanisms, you get it. I want to go back to this moment of achievement, professional and otherwise, when we either feel lost or really afraid of not knowing what else we could do or what would happen if we changed our mind or decided to walk away from something we'd been working on for years and years and years. I did it myself. It was hugely liberating when I walked away from my business scout talent. I felt so liberated and free. I just wanted to scream it from the rafters and tell everybody that they had a choice that they could make. They could actually change their mind. I soon realized that it's something that you can't really share with others. It's this process of coming to your quiet place of reflection and courage and discernment and choice and agency and all of those things. It's a process that everybody has to go through on their own. You can't really teach that to someone. I have a lot of language for the things that I went through now, but it's all in the rearview mirror. I remember sitting on the couch for months on end, not knowing exactly what I was doing. I would create these little projects for myself, but the truth of the matter is I was completely in the depths of uncertainty. Anyway, changing the subject just for a minute. This morning, I was looking at my notes from an incredible lecture I went to on Friday. It was Maria Popova at Creative Mornings. Here at the Ethical Society in New York City. She's an author, an essayist, and poet. She's a writer of literary and arts commentary and cultural criticism. And one of the things I wrote down from the lecture was this, the most vulnerable thing in the world is not knowing. I had never heard that exactly, but I did feel it, and I did experience it, and I did feel incredibly uncomfortable. I like to say I learned to dance with that not knowing. I called it uncertainty, but it wasn't that I wasn't certain. It was that I didn't know what I was doing. And I was willing to dance with not knowing. I think that goes back to my conviction that I really wanted to live a life of curiosity and not a fear-based existence. And walking away from my quote-unquote success and everything I had built was part of that process. Anyway, as they say, you have to go through it. I want to end with the last words that Naima wrote in her beautiful essay. Yes, our decisions are consequential, good or bad. But wonderfully enough, they don't have to have the last word. What follows does. Restoring what makes us feel alive may be a long road, but it's in the right direction. That kind of reminds me of that famous sign that we've seen posted all over the world where there's a fork in the road and you have to choose which road you're going to take. And as I like to say, choose, choose again. That's all for now. Until next time, from my heart to yours.